0: Welcome to Life Out Here. I'm Kathleen Elizabeth, the writer endlessly musing over real-life highs and lows on America's last frontier. To read what you hear today, visit KathleenElizabeth.com. For other fine exclusives, become an insider. Now please enjoy the following story on faith and life out here in Alaska. Episode 11, Season of Night In the blue dusk light, I saw him glide along the river, his dogs harmonious and running as though they pulled nothing. The park's highway turned, and not even the novelty of spotting a dog sledder could melt my anxious thoughts. We were only halfway to Fairbanks, and cloaked by mid-afternoon darkness, traversing whiteout out conditions up and over Denali's tundra. I had joked with my parents that we were not just day tripping to another Alaskan town, but risking our lives through a remote country that could kill us like it had killed Chris McCandles. My dramatics felt eerily prophetic as the headlights illuminated a wall of blowing snow, as traffic grew scarce, as we both realized the absence of plow trucks. We both thought to turn around, but said nothing. The kids watched a movie clueless. In Healy, our minivan was a snowcake on wheels, amid other rigs not blasted with snow. I eased back onto the highway. It was bone dry. Miles down the highway, I thought I saw the northern lights on the horizon. The first time we saw them was in October. They were a hazy green band over Mount Magnificent, faint enough to make you wonder. A static bow of pea green. We closed our curtains and went to bed. It went on like that throughout November, and in early December, we headed north to that vibrant dancing color of our dreams. The Aurora Borealis Notifications Facebook group keeps folks all over the world informed on Lady A sightings. People from the Yukon, British Columbia, Russia, and on occasion, northwestern Montana post photos, locations, and times of the lights. I'm no mathematician, but I'd guess that 90% of those photographs are supplied by Fairbanks locals perched on their own front porches, or light chasers come to Fairbanks from as far south as Georgia, USA. According to the Northern Lights Center, the lights are visible in the northern and southern hemispheres when electrically charged particles of sun collide with our atmosphere. According to NASA, the collision with oxygen creates a green hue, and the collision with nitrogen creates a purple hue. According to Santa in North Pole, Alaska, our last night in Fairbanks was going to be the best night. Because a light show is all dependent on your location, the activity of the sun, the local weather, and the amount of darkness, Fairbanks in December on a clear night gave us hope. The sun was setting around 3 p.m. and not returning until 10 a.m. You can see them as early as 4 p.m., but we started to hear reports of a faint green hue around 11 p.m. The kids do not remember the dark service road in North Pole, Alaska, or seeing a small shaft of green light through the moonroof of the van. They do not remember the way it waved like a flag or the way my camera only flashed obnoxiously through the treetops. But Zach and I remember feeling disappointed as we left whimsical North Pole, Alaska to return to our hotel. As it turns out, all we had to do was step out onto our back porch at the right time for a good show. It was 1 a.m., and I was up riding. The green band over Mount Magnificent was broad and bright and curled at one end like a ribbon. The curl traveled the length of the band, and suddenly the arc morphed into a series of vertical orbs, tight wavelengths, undulating across the star-spangled sky. One night the orbs of light were stretched south of the house. The lights were curtains hanging down over our rooftop. Green is the trickiest hue to detect with the naked eye. My iPhone picked up its brilliance in shades of lavender. Some nights are quiet, but I always check before I go to bed. Some nights I see them, and resist the urge for one more epic photograph. Some nights, we miss the whole thing, because 1 a.m. feels different when you're past your 20s. Two nights ago, someone reported two bands over Wasilla. I looked and saw three forming before they snapped into their ribbon dance and faded like the twilight. We might not see them again, for now the light has returned to us. According to the National Weather Service in Anchorage, today marks the first night of the year without complete darkness in the Anchorage area. True darkness won't return until August 25th. Until then, I will look instead for winter's celestial light in the coming blooms of fireweed and forget-me-nots. That was episode 11, Season of Night, a story now available at KathleenElizabeth.com. Sarah Parrish, you asked, what is it really like living in Alaska? My experience is limited to Alaska State Troopers. I have yet to see that, but I will say my experience was threefold before arriving. When the Wilderness on Netflix... The book Into the Wild, and Anecdotal, a lot of my Montana friends live here. We were watching Win the Wilderness right before we moved up here, and the quote that stuck with me is this, there's one bear for every square mile. Alaska is not exactly crawling with bears, but our backyard has an animal trail which cuts right through it. So far we've seen cow moose, bull moose, and lynx tracks. Though we have only photographic evidence of a brown bear with her three cubs passing through a month before we moved in, that's enough for me. They are here, and I've never cared about bear spray until moving to Alaska. I never realized how luxurious it is to drive to a neighboring state until moving to Alaska. The Yukon is our only way out, unless we fly, and you've heard all about the remoteness of the restrictive Yukon. And remote is the word. Drive just a ways out of Anchorage or Fairbanks and you feel alone. Anyone you do meet is often standoffish, but ultimately kind. Folks in the city are often military, Texas transplants, or folks that pulled a Chris McCandless and sought the refuge of off-grid places, which are now inundated with people. Some seek refuge in places you can only get to by aircraft. I met a girl who travels to Eagle River a few times a year to stock up on groceries. Can you imagine shopping for six months' worth of groceries? Alaska is enchanting, full of rugged and chill people, extreme in every way, and completely bizarre. This week's question is, what is spring like where you live? Muse over it privately or offer your insight for polite conversation in the Facebook group Life Out Here or in the comments section of the blog post Season of Night. If you live somewhere warmer, I look forward to what you have to say. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, may faith illuminate your life out there.